story we're living shapes everything about how we interpret life, about what's to be prioritized, about success and failure and how we define it. And the reality is many live utterly unaware right. of a story that kind of tells the narrative of their life. But whether you're aware of it or not, doesn't matter. You're living one. Right. Welcome to The Intentional Dad, the podcast for men and their families on the journey to embrace and fulfill the promise of fatherhood. Uh, I'm very excited to have you back with us today. We have some really exciting things I've been looking forward to get, to get into. Um, and I have with me a very special guest today to talk about this issue of story. But before I introduce him, let me just back up a little bit and explain to you some background that I think is going to be necessary for kind of understanding what we're getting into and why. Uh, and it's just a, a little bit of a glimpse into the heart of the intentional dad and what it is I seek to offer. And I have heard enough now uh, from several people to begin to recognize that as people engage with things that I have to offer, they are a little bit surprised um, because many come with an expectation. It's understandable that they do, that they see something called the intentional dad and they come kind of expecting to find things that are pretty directly related to their life with their kids. Mm -hmm. And while that is, of course, very much a part of what we want to offer, there's something else at work that I think is just good to explain and just good to come back to. And it's important for what we want to share in this mm -hmm. podcast. And it is simply this, that there is a foundational principle that shapes what it is I seek to offer. And it's something that I learned in my own story of fatherhood, and it is the principle that my fatherhood, what I offer to my kids, stems from, flows from my life as a fathered son mm -hmm. of God. And so what is surprising to people is a lot of times what is available here really doesn't speak to the life we have with our kids uh, right away. It is more focused more often on that first part which is living the life of sonship mm -hmm. with God. And so I think it's just good to explain that and, and come back as a background for what we want to talk about with story today, because here again, we're going to get into things. We're going to open up a whole new world of discussion. And frankly, it's going to take us a while before we really dig into what the implication of this is for you and your kids. So just important framework, we're talking about sonship. <laughs> we're talking about that background. And so with that and the whole discussion of story, we're going we're gonna to unpack that in a little bit. But first, let me introduce you to my dear, dear friend. Uh, this is my buddy Pete. Um, and actually, that's not even the right word. You're, you're so much more than a buddy. Um, and Pete, I'll, I'll let, you, let you have the mic here in a minute. But really what you are to me. You're my spiritual father. Hmm. And this whole issue of story that we're going to unpack and, and my experience hmm. of understanding the importance of that uh, is such a huge part 
of our story together and all those years ago, mm. what you started investing in me mm. as a man, <laughs> one of many through your ministry, True Pursuit, Hearts Rescued, Freedom Gained. Mm-hmm. That is that is what you do is you pursue the hearts of men mm. for them to find restoration, wholeness, healing, recovery, um, all under the umbrella of this story thing that we're talking about. And I am one of many. Mm. And so you are a father to many. And it is such a privilege to have you here in the studio here today. So welcome and thank you for joining us. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Uh, it's an honor. Um, I just want to say that fathers like to be buddies too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's certainly part of part of how we relate, for yeah, sure. It is, for sure. It is. Yeah. And, uh, but no, it, it's a privilege to be here with you, Eric. And uh, I've had I've had the opportunity to watch this whole story, mm. you know, going back. I don't even know how many years now um, unfold. Yeah. So you know, it's just it's so fun to be able to be, uh, you know, have a front row seat to mm. how God has fathered you and how you fathered your children and now how you're bringing that to the world around you. So yeah. just uh, just to be a part of that is really fun. Yeah. Well, you certainly are. You're you're an integral part of it. You have been the whole way. And the things that God gave you in in your story and the things that he ushered you to uh the the gift that that was to me and so many more um in turning around and offering really this pattern that we're talking about mm-hmm. as you were being fathered, so you really offered a father's heart to yeah. men everywhere. Right. And it's what you continue to do. Mm-hmm. So I first learned this pattern just by observing you. Mm-hmm. So that's the pattern that's unfolding here. And that is the context. I think it's just really important to, to have that framework for what we want to talk about. And this issue of story is so, so important. Like I said, the story we're living shapes everything about how we interpret life, about what's to be prioritized, about success and failure and how we define it. And the reality is many live utterly unaware of a story that kind of tells the narrative of their life. Hmm. But whether you're aware of it or not, doesn't matter. You're living one. Right. Um, And don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. Everybody is. And I guess kind of getting down to the nuts and bolts of it. The way that I kind of describe what most of my life was centered around, I call it mountain climbing. Mm -hmm. And it was the idea that uh, if I could either have accomplished something impressive or at least be on my way to doing something impressive. Mm -hmm. Or at least have an impressive title. Or have an impressive title, something, Mm -hmm. something to point to. That was my story. I would reach for, I would move toward opportunities that could bring praise, adoration, respect, those kinds of things. And for years and years and years, that is the story I lived. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a pretty common one, right? I'm I'm not alone in that. Um, But for years and years and years, even though that was a story I was living, was very, very unaware. Well, it, it's very common. I just want to, I just want to interject yeah. this. It's a very yeah. common story, but each individual story, yeah. yours, mine, everyone else's, is unique to us. Right. So I, I really, you know, sometimes we think we compare stories or we, 
you know, we don't think our story's the same or as good or or worse or whatever it is. Yeah. But we all are living in a story. Right. And it's unique to us. Yeah. And a lot of times the results of living out of that story are the same. Right. For men and for women. Right. Right. It's, it, there, there's very similar kind of results or or the end game is very similar. But how we live it, how it impacts us, how it happened, how we got on that path, all of those things. Right. Very unique. To Those us. are the things that are unique, right? Yeah, and there's yeah. there's lots of inputs, right? right. There's experiences, of course, mm-hmm. and there's family history that, right. that contributes to that. Uh, a word for fathers in the middle of this, mm. you know, part of what is here to explore and just in understanding this issue is fathers, you are living a story. And one of the things that is so important about understanding that is it's the story you are most likely passing on to your kids. Mm. And so just what you're talking about there, Pete, that yes, uh, the inputs to my story are all unique, right? In my relationship with my dad, my relationship with my mom, the Mm -hmm. place I grew up, um, the extended family that was around me, right? And various experiences along Mm. the way all contributed. Mm. And frankly, it's ongoing, right? But what we are going to start exposing and getting into today is that question, first of all, what story are you living? Mm-hmm. Secondly, how does that align with a story you may not be aware of? Mm-hmm. Really, really important questions. Yes. So we'll unpack that. So um, so that's a little bit of my story, Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mentioned True Pursuit uh, and that being your ministry, mm-hmm. um, for those that don't know, it's been around, this is the 18th year, right? Yep, it is. 18th year of this ministry. And it started, well, I mean, it was, it was fruit of a journey that had begun for you in awakening to the story that you had been living mm-hmm. and an invitation. It's something bigger. So yeah. what, tell a little bit about your, your background. Well, one thing, one thing that popped up in my head when you were just, um, kind of finishing your statement was that, um, all of us realize at some point that there was a story that was happening long before we came along yeah. and, and it'll go on long after we're gone. Right. 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 And it's sort of interesting when we, when we kind of find ourselves, not just, you know, we tend to focus on ourselves so much in this society yeah. where we think, no, this is just me. This is just my story. It's the only one that really counts. And the reality is, is that we we are just a small part of a huge story that's being played out. Right. So you know that idea of fathers probably passing this on to your children. Well, yeah. fathers, you've had this passed on to you yeah. by your fathers, right? And on and on and on it goes, right? And so it's it's so interesting to be able to get to the point where we we talked earlier uh, about awareness, right? When we when we gain awareness of the story that we're living in and the impact that it's having on our lives and our, our marriages and our kids and on and on it goes. So, um, you know, I, I certainly sought for validation in different ways than you, because Mm. I, I grew up alone. Uh, I've got three siblings, but they're much older. So I really grew up alone. My parents both worked. Um, and there was this message that came in the middle of that story and probably some other things that perpetuated that. But part of the message was is that you don't matter. Mm, mm-hmm. You don't, you don't really, nobody really wants you. I, I, I kind of joke that all the pictures of me and my childhood was the top of my head mm-hmm. because the family portrait 
was capturing all of yeah. the adults or the older children. And then I was then, you know, somewhere in the picture, but it was just the top of my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's yeah. kind of the way, uh, you know, the, the narrative that I began to pick up was um, I really don't fit yeah. anywhere. I, I, I really don't have value in this story. And this right. is a very young age. And then over time, there were things that reinforced that. Yeah. Like when my principal told me you'll never amount to anything. Yeah. And when, you know, other, other situations that happened. And so the narrative kind of became, if I don't appease everyone in my circle or yeah. in my, in my space, then I'm going to be forgotten. Yeah. I'm going to be rejected. I'm going to be uninvited, lost, uh, you know, just kind of float out to sea. Nobody will know I'm gone. And so I, I unknowingly developed this process of, you know, measuring my value based on other people's reactions to me. Right. So along with that came a tremendous amount of fear of rejection. Yeah. And so yeah. that's probably the, I would say the, you know, kind of anchor point in my whole story was this fear of what people would think of me, what they would say of me, how they would see me and, and how that would impact my relationship with them. So it, it just had, without even knowing it for most of 45 years of my life, yeah, I lived out of that. Yeah. Trying desperately, desperately yeah. to stay connected, to be seen, to be heard, validated is the word we use, you know, yeah. for that, you know, just, am, am I good enough? I mean, am I seen? Do mm. I have what it takes? That answer was not answered. That question was not answered for me as a child. So I was deep into my adult life, still asking the same questions over and over yep. um, and not getting an answer. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you said something really key right there. You just said, I was largely unaware of it or I didn't know. I forget yeah. exactly how you said yeah. it, but you spent all those years living that story and really not knowing that that's what no you were idea. doing. No idea. Your your heart was telling a tale. Your mm -hmm. heart was saying, "There's something. There's something missing. There's something I need." Oh right? sure. And <laughs> so in in an unaware way, you built your life around trying to satisfy that heart cry. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, am I seen? Am I valued? Yeah. Those things are baked into my story too. You know, I I think the primary motivation was a little bit different, mm -hmm. but the core questions at work that were shaping mm -hmm. our stories were so much overlap. Oh, yeah. And things really began to turn for me, really, as you started to help me to see that. <laughs> and, and kind of coming back to what we started the year with, with the podcast, what we tried to do was share a series of stories from other people living out of something much deeper, much different. And so what we want to do now here with this next series of podcasts, you and me, Pete, is kind of step back and ask that bigger question. Right. Let's, let's look at that bigger issue because those stories that were shared in those podcasts were all shared from a perspective of a much larger story. Right. And the journeys of transformation that they've been on has been a trade, really, of the story that I think each and every one Tyler, Ellie, and Ben mm -hmm. had to go through a process of awakening to the story that they wanted to live, the story that they were being pulled into, and trading that for something much bigger going mm -hmm. on. 
And that is kind of the ongoing backdrop right. of the apprenticeship journeys that they're on. Mm-hmm. And so what is that? Yeah. What is going on there? So the contrast, just to put some language out there, the, the reality is that we're all living out something. And for most of us, that is what I call a shadow story. Mm, right? I like that. And unpacking that a little bit, shadow stories have all the things that are central to a story. Mm-hmm. What's important? What a good outcome looks like, you know, success and failure. Right. Who are the good guys and the bad guys? Mm-hmm. Who's for us? Who's against us? Who's right? in? Who's out? <laughs> who's the hero? Yeah. All yeah. of those things uh, are baked into any story. Right. A shadow story has answers to those questions. And so does the true story. Mm-hmm. And what we want to talk about first and foremost is awareness of mm-hmm. what's going on mm-hmm. and go from uh, being blissfully unaware <laughs> to really aware. Yeah. You know, I can relate to that so much. That, that that idea where, I mean, blissful is probably not the right word for it because because I knew I was broken. Yeah. I, I knew my story was not a good story. Right. Wasn't turning out the way I wanted it to. I was angry. Yeah. I I, I spewed that anger onto my children and to my wife. I I was hidden. You know, I had a lot of lies that I was, mm. you know, kind of hiding from the world around me because I'm a Christian and I'm supposed to have this stuff figured out, but I didn't know how to do it. So, so it wasn't blissful. It was painful, painful. Yeah. And I didn't have answers for it and I didn't know who to go to, to ask. I I didn't, I mean, I I believed that God had something more for me. Yeah. I just didn't know the path to find it. Right. There's even another barrier to that. Right. Even if, even if you had someone you could ask, what would you ask? What would you ask? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Because there's so much shame around it. Yeah. There's so much, you know, I'm, I'm again, you know, um, we've talked so many times about Henry Nouwen's quote is, you know, you, you know, what the world says you are what you have, yeah. you are what you do and you are what people say yeah. or think about you. Yeah. And so, you know, all of that's at play Yeah. when we're kind of going through our life, trying to figure out our story, trying to figure out, I, mean, I don't even know if I called it a story back then. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure just out life. what's wrong with right. me. Yeah. How come I'm not better at this? How come yeah. I can't figure that out? Yeah. So th- the other thing I was going to add is, um, and, and, I, and I think it's probably true for everyone. It's pretty universal. Um, I, didn't, I didn't start to really learn or have a path until I crashed and burned until, until I was desperate. Yeah. Yeah. And I was probably desperate for a while. Yeah. But then I became real desperate. Yeah. You know, I got found out, you know, the, the walls came crashing down. I was exposed. Exposed. Right. Yes. And man, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. I didn't have anybody to turn to that I trusted or that I believed what, you know, again, my story was, People are going to be disappointed with me. Right. People are going to reject me. So who do you tell? Yeah. Right. And so um, I think that's that's another one of those uh, characteristics of our story is that we all need to get to a point. Yeah. Where, you know, the fork in the road is mm-hmm. it, it stops us dead. Yeah. 
And we go, what are we going to do? Yeah. And we turn our hands over, not even knowing if there's something to fill them. I mean, we do, you know, kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, I believe God is there and he loves me and he's got something for me. But do I really trust that if I open my hands, if I take my grip off of this, that he's got something for me? Yeah. Yeah, which that, that crash and burn issue. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't. I didn't get to that part and kind of sharing my background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the 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 turning point. You, you were right in the middle of that, but it was it was more than you offering uh, a glimpse into something something much better, much oh, sure. bigger. It was at the same time the the life I'd built utterly finally the bottom falling mm-hmm. out and for, you know for for me that um that came as my life kind of went from one mountain to the next to the next to the next until i got to the biggest one i could see out there mm-hmm. which was a life of ministry um so, was it always a bigger mountain at least as big as the one before okay right yeah <laughs> yeah i get that yep. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I couldn't go backwards. Right? right. That that was not an option. But uh, so that series was, yeah, either either a bigger mountain or at least as as big as the mm-hmm. one I hadn't climbed before. Until finally, I just felt like uh, the next mountain for me to climb was a life of ministry, and that uh, proved to be a very fateful next step. Because what I experienced in that for the first time in my life was the reality of my limitations. Mm. And it was limitations exposed um, that stemmed from a man who had not come to understand his own need for healing. Right. You know, and as I'm finding myself more and more in the center of lives that are broken, um, that there's a lot of a lot of need. Mm-hmm. It was beyond anything I knew how to enter into, mm. and ultimately I came to the end of what I had to offer, just total empty. Mm-hmm. And I crashed and burned. I could not keep up with the demands mm-hmm. of ministry coming from a place that was really desperately searching for validation that mm-hmm. I was okay, that yeah. I was worthy. And when you're coming from that heart and you're in the middle of that kind of brokenness, um, at least for me, it was, it was more than I could enter into. Yeah. And so I had to walk away. I had to leave that. And that resulting crash is where I was finally ready to ask those deeper questions. Mm-hmm. What have I been living? What has been driving me? And is that really how I have to live? That's where you came in, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you had started that journey yourself and you, you started giving inputs mm-hmm. into things that invited me to ask the questions that we want to ask our, of our listeners today, mm-hmm. which is what story are you living? And are you aware you're living one? Right. And in bringing that initial question, I suspect that for somebody who is kind of new to this topic, to this line of thinking, that might even be too big a question. And so, you know, what I offer as a starting point then is 
maybe before you wrestle with what story you've been living, uh, I bet you will pretty readily recognize the results of the story you've been living. And let me share with you what I feel when I feel my shadow story starting to get a grip. Um, and I, I mm. kind of wrote this in, in some time alone with God this morning. I know what it is to live a shadow story, the pressure and oppression of proving it day after day, waking up each day, having to be at least as good as I was yesterday, feeling like everything is fought for and won or lost, feeling like a king when I win, feeling worthless when I lose, tired, always tired, exhausting just to maintain what I have, lonely, but I can't talk about it or admit it. It would make me ordinary. Mm. So instead, I just get angry, angry at myself, angry at others who need more and more from me. But I try to suppress that too. Usually it feels like it would make it harder to win the day because my anger would probably make others angry. I don't need that complication. I don't need it. I can't handle it. What I need is cooperation. Mm. Always at the edge of my capacity. I'm giving everything I know how to give. And it's never enough. Mm. That's the result of my shadow story. And it's what I wake up to when I'm in it mm -hmm. as the narrative of my day. Yeah. I have to overcome that. Mm -hmm. And it's exhausting. So it's a really good, that's a really good way to put it. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. To try to, to try to keep that up, to try and hold it all together. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, and, and, and I was watching that with a very minimal beginning of a seed of understanding of mm -hmm. what was going on. I was watching that, what, 20 years ago? Yeah, it's... it's 15 or 20? Yeah, that's where our, our stories yeah. began to intertwine, was, yeah. was 20 some odd years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So, so, you know, I mean, that's, that's what I, when I say it's a privilege to have been a, you know, been a, not just a spectator, a participant in, in this whole process, but um, just to see the progression mm. of that and the, and the painfulness of watching someone crash and burn mm -hmm. that you know and you love. Mm -hmm. Oh man, you want to fix it. You know, you want to, you want to offer something that's awesome that yeah. can help them. And, and the reality is, is, you know, we have to stay there until we open our hands right. and let the father come and right. father us. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think it's beautiful that you took time to write that this morning. Um, I didn't, write something like that this morning. So thanks a lot for the heads up. Um, but it, it doesn't take much for me to, to quickly share the result of, you know, what it's been like to live out of my shadow story. Um, fear, yeah, fear around every corner, fear that I'm going to blow it, fear yeah. that I'm not going to be enough, fear that I'm going to lose, you know, a friendship or a relationship or an opportunity, mm -hmm. um, always, always working overtime to try and perfect whatever opportunity I have, um, to, uh, you know, so, so that people would like it. And if they like it, they like me, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, talk about exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you gotta, you gotta spin a lot of plates, uh, dance a lot of steps, 
jumping through a lot of hoops. And you're constantly reading the room. Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. Constantly. And that's what's exhausting. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, years ago I went to a counselor and he said, you know, you're like a sailor on the front of a destroyer <laughs> with those big, big binoculars scanning the horizon, mm. looking for the next threat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just, just about fell on the floor. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, that, that describes me and my heart, my life and my story to a T. Yeah. And, and there's physical ramifications of that too, you know, stress and, and tension and grinding my teeth and headaches. And I mean, you know, it goes on and on and on. So it's, you know, it's, it's beyond just emotional, uh, you know, spiritual, it's physical. It's the whole thing. It's a whole nine yards. It it encapsulates everything. Right. And you, you know, and, and, something to something to highlight again in all of that right that that impacted every aspect of your life yeah you know particularly your relationships yeah right it impacted impacted how you related to your wife Mm -hmm. and you know i have the privilege of knowing your story too and how how much you have shared about what what that meant with Mm -hmm. for your kids so you you did not necessarily have that story unfolding in a way that would impact how you were fathering your kids when they were little no you, you didn't have that right not at all. so you know you've shared how you feel the loss of that but but there's so much more right going on right right yeah when i when i stepped into this journey um the discovery of my story uh you know the wounds that got me there all of that uh, my son was 18 my daughter was 15 and a half mm-hmm. and for a while, I felt like I'd, I've lost it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't recover that. And so I think it's really important, you know, as you say, that we understand that it's never too late. I mean, this mm-hmm. is, you know, obviously we've, we've, we've been a little bit, um, you know, kind of vague as far as the story, but this is God's story. Right. right. I mean, right. I mean, and it's his timing and yeah. his timing's different than ours. And, you know, without, without going into detail, I just, I celebrate, I mean, this is 22 years later. Yeah. And, um, and my kids now are raising kids that were the age of my kids when mm-hmm. I was, you know, broken and doing all this stuff. And it's, it's just really beautiful to see how God has redeemed so much. Yeah. Um, and it did not come without surrender, dying to myself, uh, and hard work, hard conversations, right? right. Vulnerable conversations, uh, scary conversations mm-hmm. with my wife and with my kids mm-hmm. to to have an opportunity to watch God heal that. Um, so yeah, it's it's never too late. I mean, we, we, I know a seventy five year old man that came to one of our weekends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember him after a, a, a session, he came up to me and he was in tears and he said, mm. I've, I've done so much damage to my family. Mm. There's no hope for me. Mm. And I said, Oh, ironically enough, his name was Peter. You know, and I said, <laughs> oh, oh, Peter, um, I know how that feels. And yeah. I'm just here to tell you that, you know, God, this is never too late. God's not done with your story, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, he's 79 now. Yeah. And, it's just beautiful to watch the transformation of this man's life. Yeah. And even for his, you know, older adult children right. who didn't want anything to do with them for right. decades. Right. 
Yeah, you, you'd mentioned that we've been a little bit vague uh, about the other side of this, mm-hmm. right? You know, doing that important work of camping on, just, Absolutely. just speaking to that whole issue that for many are just unaware. Mm-hmm. And, and for those that are, uh, still important, right? Yep. Because it, it's just a reality we need to be reminded of. We need to come back oh, to man. often daily um, because that is going to fall into this bigger story that we're talking mm-hmm. about is just what's really going on. Um, and yeah, so we'll come back and we'll tie that all together, yeah. but let's, yeah. let's, uh, let's not be vague anymore. Right. right. <laughs> I know uh, I went off script, <laughs> went off script, got a dirty look. Yeah, no, no, we're, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Cause, uh, cause it is, it's time, it's yeah. time to, it's time to really get into this. Right. And, and we're walking slowly, yeah. Pete, really, because, I think you and I both in in our lives, in the relationships that we have and the the men we've encountered, families, mm-hmm. kids, we realize that there's some things that need to be spoken to. It can't be assumed. Oh, no. Um, and it may seem like we're kind of taking little baby steps, but this is really important because, again, most people are just so unaware of this as even a thought category. Mm-hmm. But we put this in place, and that allows us to have the next discussion that there's barriers to. Mm-hmm. And this this bigger story, um, there's a risk of presenting it uh, and, you know, without really kind of a commitment to stick with it, it comes across as kind of this cliche mm-hmm. thing, right? Yep. And it's easily dismissed. And let me give the cliche part and just get that out of the way we're talking about a story of good versus evil mm-hmm. and that that just needs to be put in place um, mm-hmm. because part of the fallout of the culture that we live in and the rampant experience of shadow stories for many eliminates that as a category. Mm-hmm. Right. So I guess I'm bringing that up. It's a recognition mm-hmm. that some out there may kind of be with us to this point <laughs> yep. and, and in taking a step to not be vague anymore, mm-hmm. there is a risk for some that we lose them right here. Yeah. This is it. Oh, okay. We're going to go with that old, that old song and dance. That's mm-hmm. just so simplistic. That's so childish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly what we want to ask you to do. Mm-hmm. Stick with us because I think that what you'll discover is maybe what you've been dismissing mm-hmm. explains an awful lot more than what you might have thought possible. Mm-hmm. So just taking those baby steps, that is the framework, this epic battle of good versus evil. Mm-hmm. And so let's let's start where a lot of understanding of good versus evil begins for mm-hmm. people. Genesis. Right. So right at the beginning, early account of scripture, chapter one, right out of right out of the gate. This is this is the story that God has to tell us, and mm-hmm. this is what he begins with. God spoke, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature, so they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle. And yes, earth itself and Mm. every animal that moves on the face of earth. God created human beings. He created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God blessed them. 
prosper, reproduce, fill earth, take charge. Remember that one? Mm. Take charge. Be responsible for fish in the sea and birds in the air, for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. Then God said, I've given you every sort of seed-bearing plant on earth and every kind of fruit-bearing tree, given them to you for food, to all animals and all birds, everything that moves and breathes. I give whatever grows out of the ground for food. And there it was. Mm. God looked over everything he had made. Sit with this. It was so good. So very Mm. good. That's how God begins his story. (laughs) The point, there's a design. And to understand this bigger story, it starts with understanding that there was a design. And we read that and we we pull out of that things like intimacy, mm. trust, purpose, mm. longing, calling, mm. provision. Mm-hmm. Um, and notice what's not part of that story. I'll do all this for you if. if. Yeah. It just. You better get it right. Yeah. It just is. Mm -hmm. It's the design. Mm. And the perfect picture of that is just so, it's almost unbelievable. (laughs) It is so pure and so good. The the oneness between God and these humans Mm. he created, it is, it's unbroken. And so if we're going to take a step into unpacking what we've been vague about to this point, we're no longer vague. It starts with knowing the design. Right. This is the design. And these things that we reach for, am I seen? Am I heard? Do I matter? Is what I'm doing important? Yeah. I call that echoes of Eden. Right. 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 Our hearts were made for Eden. Our hearts are They're made. longing for Eden. For everything. this. Yeah. Right here. This. The true story. The true story. Right. And those echoes are all there calling out mm. to more. There's more. There has to be more. Mm. And we keep reaching for the more. And this is where we need to come to the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Because it started there. It's not the story we're in right now. No. Long it's not. Away from that. We are a long way from that. So... Understanding the design is important because to understand the story that we're in right now, we have to know what was so that we can understand what was lost. Mm -hmm. Being pursued, being loved, being adored, delighted in, belonging, purpose. Mm -hmm. That was all there. That is the intent. Um, and it's what was lost. Mm -hmm. And so this is where we kind of see that that very next chapter, and it's so jarring. Again, a story many people are very familiar with. And this is the story where that mysterious serpent shows up and starts twisting things, Mm -hmm. planting seeds, doubt, uncertainty, starts working his tentacles Mm -hmm. into the situation, and he's coming after humans. Right. And what's he doing in coming after humans? He's planting seeds of doubt, and this is how it reads. The serpent was clever, more clever than any wild animal God had made. He spoke to the woman, do I understand that God told you not to eat from the tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, not at all. We can eat from the tree in the garden. It's only about the tree in the middle of the garden that God said, don't eat from it. Don't even touch it or you'll die. So we're off to a good start. 
right? Yeah. 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 She's serpent, holding her own. He's, he's, she's holding her own, right? Serpent comes along and, and she's pretty quick to set him straight. No, God didn't say that. Mm. Uh, but pay attention to what happens next. Again, hang on to what's the design? Mm-hmm. How are things at the beginning? And hang on to the beauty of that. Right. And then feel the jarring nature of what is about to happen. So the serpent told the woman, you won't die. God knows that the moment you eat from that tree, you'll see what's really going on. You'll be just like God, knowing everything, ranging all the way from good to evil. Mm -hmm. So it's a story most of us are familiar with. And I think the thing that I want to offer at this point is an observation I made. It's been many years ago now. I remember reading that story again for hundredth time, mm-hmm. right? And on this particular occasion, there was something that just kind of struck me. And it was a key turning point in this issue of story mm-hmm. for me. And as, as I sat with that and I looked at that, I didn't look at the exact words that were written there. I looked at what was implied mm-hmm. and how the serpent was working into that story right. to undermine and destroy. He could have said very directly some things, and I don't think it would have worked. Instead, yeah. he planted ideas, right? two of them, that undid everything. Mm-hmm. The two ideas that he planted... God isn't good. It's not really trustworthy. And you, as you are, are not hard enough. enough. Yeah. Mm. So we have this contrast then of this unbelievably beautiful, almost too impossible to see and mm. believe and grasp good, and this horrible, horrible evil that undermined it all. Mm. That's the bigger story. Right. And when I sat with how we got there, Mm -hmm. God isn't good and you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. At the heart of every shadow story is a combination of those two lies at work. Absolutely. And to your point, Eric, if he had have come at her with a more direct accusation against God and his love for them and what he had promised them and created for them. If he had done that, they would have went, no, 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 no. Yeah. I see what's going on here. Right. It's the subtleness. It's right. the insidiousness of, of, of the, the implication, I think was the word you use, right? right? He implies, right. He doesn't say it directly. Yeah. He doesn't do that to us most of the time either. Right. It's, it's an implication that, yeah. that, uh, well, you know, if, if you had, the wisdom that God has, then you would you would be enough, right? Right. right? So so the other thing that's implied is that God's holding out on you. God doesn't trust right. you. Right. If he if he trusted you, if he really loved you, yeah, he would he would let you eat the fruit. So he would right. you know, and it's just it's it's and then it gets in our minds yep. and we go down that trail. Um I, I was mentioning to you this morning that I, I heard a message recently and you know the the Pastor said, um, "You know, we 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 tend to put everything in real time, yeah. right? Because the next verse says, right, right, right. You know yeah. uh, that that the woman um, was convinced and yeah. she ate. Yeah. Well, what if that was two weeks or two months right. later, right? And that every day 
that, that little burn, right? seed of doubt yeah, is in the yeah. back of her mind. And every time she walks by that tree, she right. looks at that fruit and she goes, hmm, I wonder if I can trust God. Right. I wonder what it would be right. like if I knew what God knows. Yeah. Why did he say no? Why did he say no? What, what yeah. is he holding back from me? Right. You know, I mean, and, and it's, it's right. not hard to imagine because we do it every day. Right. 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 Um, yeah. And I, I love, I love what you're saying. It's just a slow burn. Yeah. Right. And it's just, uh, the power of an idea. Mm. Um, <laughs> it just gets lodged in there. Yeah, right? it does. Um, and, and again, this issue of awareness comes up. If, if you don't know that that's what's happened. Right. Then what hope do we have for dealing with it? We go through life clueless. Clueless. Yeah. Hating ourselves. Right. Not measuring up. Yep. Fearful. And on and Angry, on. Angry. On and on we go. Groundhog's Day. Every single day, right? It just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is where things begin to turn. So if you're still with us, if you haven't checked out as, okay, here comes this childish good versus yeah. evil thing. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. Us. You're hanging with <laughs> us, right? But, I, but I, I hope that in taking a step with us and you sit with that, just think about that in your own story. Mm-hmm. Everybody. How much has your story been shaped around, really can't trust God, mm. God's not good, and maybe even a little closer to home, something that might be a little easier for you to see, you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Not enough. Ever. Yeah. How because much is- if you were, God would do the things that you want him to do. Yeah. Your life would be different, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's yeah. kind of the logical, or the yeah. logic behind how we think about that. Yeah. And and just to help some cross a bridge that might need a little help with that, mm-hmm. maybe you are really good at yeah. staying ahead of the curve, okay? Mm-hmm. But take a minute and examine. What if I presented you the idea that tomorrow you stop trying to get ahead of the curve? Mm-hmm. What's driving you to stay ahead mm-hmm. of the curve? Wow. It's this issue, this fear. Mm-hmm. I won't be enough. It's everybody's shadow story. Yeah, it, is. <laughs> it looks different. Looks it looked it looked a little different for you, Pete. Mm-hmm. Looked different for me. But now we can see. We begin to see the contrast. And so, this is the story we're in. And it's quite simply a universe at war. Good versus evil is very, very real. Yes. And it is actually the story we're in. Mm-hmm. And so, the invitation here that starts to open up. That if you can begin to see what the design was, mm-hmm. what those Eden echoes are mm-hmm. in your heart mm-hmm. and how good they are and how right. they point you back to this bigger story and you can see what was lost. Right. And by the way, there's another layer of what was lost. So that perfect union was lost and all mm-hmm. of a sudden Adam and Eve found themselves right smack dab in the middle of a war. Right. That became their story. But notice how other translations say that she could define good and evil for herself. Mm. Translation, she could begin living her own story. Yeah. I can do life without God. I can do life without God. And in doing that, she even lost the story of a universe at war. Mm. So that's the recovery. We can back this out now. We can see, oh, man, this is the story I've been living. Mm -hmm. The fruit is obvious, what I shared about what I journaled this Mm -hmm. morning. This is what we get 
as a result of living our own story of it's up to me, right? right? This is what comes. Guess what? You don't have to live that story. Mm. Now, that is not a snap your fingers and all of a sudden, you know, Hollywood happy ending happens yeah. overnight. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> um, reality is we live in a universe at war. At war. And on one side is a God who is so passionate about you, who has pursued you from the beginning, whose heart toward you preserves the Eden design, mm. which is you're mm. loved, you belong, you have nothing to prove. And on the other end is an enemy who has you in his crosshairs with reckless contempt and hatred. Mm understand the story of your day-to-day life in that context. Yeah. That's the bigger story. Is this a good place to interject the C.S. Lewis quote? It is. It is. Absolutely. Every square inch of the universe, every second of every day. Right. God claims. He claims our belovedness. He claims the beauty of his creation. He claims, claims, claims. Yes. And Satan counterclaims. And Satan counterclaims. Every second of every day. Yes. Every square inch of the universe. Yes. It's, it, you know, I, I think we get the idea sometimes, well, you know, every once in a while I have a bad day and, you know, must be the enemies after me, right? Yeah. No, it's, it's every day. It's yeah. all day. Yeah. And that's the awareness part. That Always. Is so important. Yeah. Yeah. Because then let, until we understand that, then, then we have this uh, lack of understanding of what is going on. Right. Why is this happening? Right. You right. know, and, and usually, you know, early on for me, it was, I'm either blowing it. Right. Which out of my story, that was very common, right? Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. I'm blowing it. I'm never going to amount to anything. Yeah. Or God is holding out on me. Right. The, the garden. The garden. Right. You know, yep. no, surely you won't die. Right. Come on. Right. You know, he just knows yep. that if you eat this fruit, you'll know what he does. Right. You'll be like him. Right. And so, or some combination of, of, you know, I'm blowing it and he's holding out. Right. But if there's not a third character in the story. Right. Then that's all we've got. That's all you've got with. left. Right. And, and if you can't trust God, then who's it up to, to, to make it right? Yeah. Me. Me. And then we start living our shadow stories. And that right? doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> we know the fruit of it. Right. right. And it, I know what that looks like in my yeah. life. And I, and I, I think that. People, if they're going to be honest, say, yeah, this mm-hmm. is this is similar to what I feel, right? Your story yeah. may be different from mine, but I'm going to guess some of the things I feel you do too. Oh, right? I, yeah, I guarantee it. And as we gain a little bit of awareness and we start to kind of look at the man in the mirror and mm-hmm. we we start to ask those questions, that's when the that's when the clarity starts to come. Right. right? That's when we see, oh my gosh, this right. is the story I'm living in. Yeah. And until that light comes on. Yeah. A lot of times we just don't see. Right. You know, or or we only see the narrative yeah. that has, you know, been bestowed upon us from a young age. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so we've kind of taken steps. We're no longer being vague. Mm-hmm. And we recognize that for many, you start talking about this and there's resistance. And and that's okay. Okay. I, first of all, let me just say, Pete, I think you and I both can relate to some 
resistance that might be out there. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. When we tar- when we start talking about this backdrop, this spiritual reality mm-hmm. that encompasses our physical reality. Mm-hmm. Can we just be honest and say, we've seen a lot of weird things out there. I guess if I could describe just very simply what the weirdness is, it just feels so disjointed from anything I experience in this physical world. Mm-hmm. And it, it almost feels like escapism. Mm. Really? Yeah. You know, uh, another C.S. Lewis quote, by the way, he talks about, you know, the reality of this dark force mm-hmm. at work and how we tend to make one of two mistakes. Either we give them too much credit or I think my experience is more common. We dismiss them altogether. Right. What we're talking about with this story dismisses both extremes. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. We are talking about things that properly understood is an invitation to really much more completely understand mm-hmm. the reality of what we experience. Right, right. And to, to bring it a little closer to home, universe at war, you are pursued and you're hated and hunted. Yeah, hunted. Right, mm. you're pursued and hunted. So where do we land this today? <laughs> Pete, I think you and I have so much more to get into on this. Oh, uh, man. We, we will be doing a yeah. series of well, podcasts. I, I see what right? two, 2023 is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the backdrop for everything, right? It it's, is. It's, it, it, it informs what you offer to mm-hmm. men through your ministry and your heart, your story. Absolutely. This is foundational. It is. Right? And that whole idea that as you father your kids or – you father your kids as you are fathered. So right. that is that is the principle that drives what I offer because that's how he taught me. Mm-hmm. That's how he taught me. Yeah. Um, and that's what's going on. So these foundational issues are mm. central to this question of fatherhood. They're central to this question of what it is to be a married man. Central yeah. to this question of how you relate to people at work, mm-hmm. how you relate to your neighbors. Every single relationship is impacted by this, right? This issue, right? And like we said, story determines how you define success. Mm. Story determines what you prioritize. Mm. Story determines everything. Mm. Right. And if we don't have clarity on the story we're actually in, mm-hmm. we are left with our shadow stories and yeah. the consequences of that. Yeah. And then all you have to do is watch the nightly news. Yep. To see the results of that. See the result. Where it takes us. Where it takes us. And if it's taking you there, dad, Mm. if it's taking you there, moms who are listening, Mm -hmm. it's where you're taking your kids. Mm -hmm. Can't help it. Can't help it. And so at this point, knowing that we have a lot more we want to get Mm. into and the the implications of this are going to take us into a lot of different discussions. Yeah. Right. Looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Um, But at this point, I think it's just a simple invitation Mm. that if these two realities paint the backdrop of our story. And one reality is that you're hunted and hated, Mm. but the other is that you're pursued and to be pursued is a drawing back to those Eden echoes Mm. and knowing, living, experiencing the reality that you're loved, Mm. you belong you have nothing to prove and just invite our listeners 
to ask themselves, mm. what would it be like to live out of that story? Mm. Start there. Amen. And as we go forward, we'll unpack what that means, mm -hmm. how that works, how we get there, what we face, mm. what we need to deal with. It doesn't mean nothing, nothing to prove doesn't mean there's nothing for us to do. <laughs> <laughs> there is plenty for yeah, us absolutely. to do, but we're coming from a place of freedom, mm -hmm. knowing that what we're doing is not trying to prove anything. Right. We're fighting to receive something. That's good. That's the invitation, right? So it uh, doesn't sound like maybe necessarily a super huge thing, but as you sit with it and let that germinate, let that bubble up, um, I think there's some things that will begin to open up that mm -hmm. I'm really excited to continue to enter into. Yeah. So, Pete, thank you for this initial discussion. We, uh, we did what we do. <laughs> and we dug into uh, into some things. Mm -hmm. And you know, it is it is our heart for people right. to to find the wholeness and yeah. freedom that comes with living out of the true story. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you yeah. for the invitation and you're welcome. And you know, like you alluded to, um, we probably talk about this stuff uh i don't know at least once a week yeah. if not more <laughs> we, we do so, we do we so do. it's uh, and not just with each other right no, i mean no. you know and this is this is what you've been doing for close to 20 years yeah. through your, through your yeah. ministry right so we we share this journey and understand just how important it has been in our lives mm -hmm. and just how much we want this for other men yes. and families yeah. right so that's the invitation and <clears throat> so with that i now thank you listeners for joining us mm -hmm. today for being here sitting through uh you know hopefully a thought-provoking conversation and there's our prayer that things begin to open up for you as you take these initial steps mm -hmm. of trading your shadow story for the true story that you're actually living and we look forward to continuing that conversation and going deeper next time so until next time may god bless you and your family very richly.